The Andy Staple Show is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Want to go to the college football playoff? Want to just get out of the cold and see your team play in a bowl game? Then go to Game Time. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Player App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Hi, this is Andy Staples, and welcome to the show. We'll get to our interview with new Arkansas coach Sam Pittman in just a minute, but I wanted to let you know, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, we have a gift for you, and it's the gift of reading. If you want to read some of the best stories of the year, you don't have to pay a dime. Just go to theathletic.com slash best of 2019. Our 30 best stories of the year and some of our favorite podcasts are unlocked and ready to read, ready to listen to. For anybody who has not experienced the joy that is being a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read about how the Astros stole signs. You can find out why do people say the bored man gets paid when they're talking about Kawhi Leonard. You'll learn a lot, you'll enjoy it, and you'll probably understand why we keep telling you it is the best deal going to be a subscriber to The Athletic. If you like it, Go ahead and sign up. You get 40% off your first year. And now it's time for the show. Sam Pittman, former offensive line coach. You and I, we probably didn't think about him being a potential head coach. But guess what? He was thinking about it the whole time. One of the best offensive line coaches in the country didn't want to be just put in that box. And now he's the head coach at Arkansas. Had a great conversation with Coach Pittman you're going to learn a lot about him, and who knows, if you're nice enough to him, he also may come and build your kids at fort. Let's talk with Sam Pittman. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Hey, Andy. Man, I'm doing great, thank you. You? I'm, I'm wonderful, and I'm, I'm very happy for you because this is a uh, sort of a pet cause of mine. Uh, you are helping break the glass ceiling that is keeping offensive line coaches from becoming head coaches. I've talked about this with Mario Cristobal. I talked about it with Matt Luke when he was at Ole Miss. And it's amazing to me. There, It's it's discrimination, I'm telling you. But but you're breaking through. Well, they didn't discriminate against me, so hopefully we'll do a great job and somebody else will get an opportunity off of it. I, I did want to ask you about that, though, all joking aside. I, It's one of those deals where it hardly ever seems like an offensive line coach is – the guy who springs to mind as a as a head coaching type candidate. But if you look at what Mario's doing at Oregon, you look at what Matt Campbell's doing at Iowa State, there are ex-offensive line coaches who've become very good head coaches. Uh, what do you think it is that, that you know people have in their minds that, that they don't think of, of the O-line guy and they do think of the guy who works with the quarterbacks? You know, I don't really know because all offensive line coaches are – basically running half the offensive football team, five of the 11 at least, and then certainly they're coordinating the run game on, you know, 
through the other guys, but certainly they're a major part of coordinating the run run aspect. So I really don't know. Uh, maybe it's the guys thinking about the passing game or something like that. I really don't know, but probably for organizational purposes, uh, the number one guy on your staff, because he has to organize more people than everybody else is the O-line coach. So I really don't know what that is, but uh, I'm glad Arkansas saw, uh, uh, saw value in, in, uh, in hiring me. Well, let's talk about how that happened, because you worked at Arkansas before under Brett Bielema, but Hunter Juracek, the athletic director, wasn't there yet, so you didn't didn't work with him. And how did this come to be? I know your, your agent, Judy Henry, is based in Little Rock, so she's connected in the state and some some former players had had put your name out really right after Chad Morris was fired before uh, your name came up publicly uh, for this job how did it happen on your end did, did you ask Judy hey I'd really like that job could you please reach out to those guys uh yeah I think that was probably what happened you know uh, Judy had uh, reached out to a friend of mine and said that she knew a lot of people at the university. She obviously believed in me. Uh, I was the only client she had uh, for the University of Arkansas head coaching job. And and uh, so once she reached out to a friend of mine, uh, he called me and, and I talked to her and she said, I think you can get the job. I, I know enough people to to uh, talk to and I believe in you and I believe that you'd be the best choice for the, for Arkansas. And so it started there. And, uh, I, I said it the other day, uh, I, w- I just don't know how I would be the head coach at Arkansas without her. Well, and, and so Hunter Juracek comes to meet you and, and you said you, you cried when he offered you the job. I mean, what, what was that like? You've been doing this for, you know, started as a GA at your, your alma mater, Pittsburgh state back in the, in the eighties. What's it like to finally break through when you've been, been trying this long? Oh, the emotions were uh, awesome. I, I, I don't feel like showing emotion is a bad thing. I, I, I feel like showing emotion, uh, basically, shows that you care and shows that you're excited. And, and, uh, uh, we were sitting at my, at our Jamie and I's kitchen or our dining room table. And he told me, I'm going to formally announce, uh, offer you the head coaching job at Arkansas. And that's about all I needed to hear. We both kind of broke down and, and, uh, you know, I found out, at our recruiting dinner on Saturday night, whom, by the way, uh, Mr. Yurchek is a outstanding speaker. He spoke, uh, I found out through him that I hadn't asked what the money was or the length of the contract. I didn't even know I did, (laughs) but I accepted a job before, um, I knew any of the terms of the job. Uh, simply because I felt in my heart that I was the best choice for Arkansas. And I love the people of Arkansas. I loved everything about the state of Arkansas. And I wanted to come back. And I knew in my heart 
that I was ready for the job and I could assemble a great coaching staff and I knew that we could come in here and teach these kids how to play the game and love them and care about them and get them relentless and tough and strong. I knew all those things, uh, but then I saw the contract and that made me feel a little bit better about being the head coach at Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I've I've done that twice in my life. I had two jobs where it, they got offered, and I said, "I'm gonna say yes," and then we can talk about money later. Uh, and and but it, that's the way it is when you really want really want it, and and it's your it's where your heart wants you to go. I mean, it, that's isn't that the best way to take a job when when the money doesn't even matter? Well, as a head coach, when you uh, are interviewing people and you offer them a job. And the greatest thing about offering someone a job is seeing their reaction. And I had a a wonderful experience with uh, Coach Stepp when I offered him an opportunity to come back. And, of course, uh, Coach Davis, Coach Odom, all those folks. But that's that's really priceless uh, to see their face, to feel their emotion. Because basically they got something that they always either dreamt of or or something that they really wanted. And uh, for me, um, this is the best university in America. And this is my last job. And I want to do great in it. And I want to give the people of Arkansas something they deserve and something they can be proud of. And uh, we believe we can do that. Now, you hear a lot of head coaches say stuff like that, but you actually have the receipts to back it up. The going to Kent, you grew up in Grove, Oklahoma, 75 miles from Fayetteville. Is that correct? I think it's about 72, but you're close. <laughs> so you, you, you went to Arkansas football camp trying to get a scholarship. Uh, what did you missed a meeting? Lou Holtz showed up, showed up at your door? Showed up at our room, and we missed the meeting because. The two fellows with me were big-time Oklahoma fans, and they were showing the 78 uh, Orange Bowl. So I should have <laughs> went, Don't kids listening, don't do that. Uh, don't do that at our camp. I'll show up at your door too. But uh, Coach came in there and scolded us a little bit and, and said if we miss anything else, he's going to send us home. And so we didn't. But uh, now that camp, that camp was – so well ran and and uh, there was some awful good players here and 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 Arkansas made the right choice on me you know I wasn't ready to play at University of Arkansas I went to Pittsburgh State and had a wonderful uh, time there and and a career there and all those things and most importantly I met my wife Jamie there and and uh, you know uh, so it worked out now I'm the head coach kind of worked out all right that's right, Ned. As a as a Pittsburgh State gorilla, one of the best mascots in in college football, by the way. Uh, when you were playing there, could could you have ever imagined where you've where you've gone? Because you've you've coached at a lot of really good places. You've been, you know, you're in North Carolina with Butch Davis. You're at Oklahoma uh, with with John Blake. You were uh, you were at Tennessee. You were at Arkansas. You were at Georgia. Could you believe where football is taking you? I was also at Beggs High School, Princeton High School, Trenton High School, and Hutchinson Junior College. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, no, no, 
never dreamt that, you know, when I was a high school coach, I, I wanted to win the state championship. And I was a baseball coach, ninth grade girls basketball coach, you know, they wrestling coach uh, in my career in high school. So, you know, they said, hey, can you coach? Yes. And I, they'd say yes before they got out of their mouth because I knew it was going to be uh, more money and I knew it was going to be an opportunity to get the job and be around more kids. So I've done all those things. I've lied in fields. Uh, in high school, I lined the field one time. I diluted the paint because our budget was kind of small. I diluted the paint so much that when I got through, you know, on the field, it looks like it's a little bit darker. When I got through, I went up in the stands. You couldn't even see the lines. So, <laughs> but you saved some money. Very good. I, You know, so we had to go out and fundraise, get a little bit more paint the next time I did it. But uh, uh, those, all those experiences are great experience. I've never... I'll never forget where I came from. I enjoyed everybody I ever met. I learned from everybody I ever met, whether it be high school, junior college, Tennessee, Georgia, wherever it may be. And uh, I'll never forget uh, those experiences because they were they were wonderful. I just had a meeting with uh, our staff this morning, and I said, look, now, we're going to be flying around some on some private planes. We're going to be doing this. We're, you got a car. There's all kinds of fancy things going around here. But the one thing I ask is that you never forget who you are, and the job doesn't make the man. The man makes the man. Your sweatpants are on for the day, but you're sick of microwave leftovers and frozen pizza. Enter DoorDash, restaurant-quality food with a living room dress code. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are and whatever you're wearing. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code STAPLES. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code STAPLES. Don't forget that's promo code STAPLES for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. How, how much of that is an offensive line mentality because for those of us who, who played offensive line growing up and it's it sort of drilled into you that that you are not as important as the team what what matters is what all of you do together and nobody's really in it for individual glory I don't think I've ever met an offensive lineman who is too particularly worried about some sort of individual glory is that just is just that attitude just sort of permeate when, when that's what you do your whole life as coach offensive lineman? I think so, because, you know, as an offensive line coach, if your back rushes for 150, you got a great back. If you rush for 50, your line's terrible. You know, if the quarterback throws for 300 yards, your quarterback's unbelievable. If he throws for 150, your line can't protect. He's te- They're terrible. So I think – a little bit is you're only as good offensive line wise as your next play, and you all you have to have you know synchronized swimming in there. You have to have five of them on the same page, and you can have four knockdowns. One guy misses block, you lose two yards. So I think it's all been that way. It's really hard to be uh, an ego guy and all those things as an offensive line coach because the next play it'll deflate your ego if you don't watch it. Well, that's that's the other thing I like about offensive line play. It really does take the politics out of everything. I don't think anybody's ever started on the O line at a high level because of who his daddy was. You know, you either knock a guy on your butt or he knocks you on on your butt. It, it seems pretty. I don't know. Egalitarian would be the word for it. Yeah, it's pretty much cut and dry position, and and 
to be honest with you, I think there's a lot of them or a lot of positions, if not all the positions are that way, depending on how the coach handles it. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, the film doesn't lie and the kids are in the same meeting room, all of them together. And they see one guy playing a little bit better than the other guy. And as long as there's communication there, you, you don't, you know, you're not going to have problems. Well, one of the things I talked to Brett Bielema about when he was at Arkansas, you know, he was he was talking about recruiting and you know, how do you how do you make Arkansas a destination? And, and one of the things we talked about is is kind of finding a, a good niche where you become the best developer at certain positions. And in, in, in you know, in his time there, as you know, it was it was your position group, offensive line and tight end. If you can become known as the school that develops offensive linemen that teaches them the skills they need to succeed at the next level that gets them drafted do you think you'd be able to get offensive linemen from all over the country wanting to come to arkansas oh there's that's the plan i mean that's expectation uh i believe we can do it we did it when i was here the last time i've got a great offensive line coach here and brad davis um i think he was the best offensive line coach out there available and that's why he was my first hire uh but um i think we can do it at all positions but i think we certainly have a, a something really to sell uh, to offensive linemen because you have hopefully i was a good offensive lineman or line coach but i know that brad davis is so between the two of us surely we can get some pretty good players well, let's talk about Brad, and, and you brought in also Barry Odom, who was the head coach at Missouri, and Sam Carter, all three from that Missouri staff. Uh, I, I heard you talk about the idea of bringing in Barry that it was important to you to have someone on the staff who did have head coaching experience who you could use as a sounding board. Well, Barry and I go back 20 years, uh, first of all. So it wasn't just the fact that he had been a head coach at Missouri or uh, I respected his coaching. I, I I just love the guy and have for a long time. And I'll tell you this, he's been here 10 days or whatever it is, and he's been uh, more than even what I thought it, he was going to be. Um, you know, on defense, Missouri was really good. And to go out there and, and honestly had been for years, uh, any time that Barry Odom had his name on it, on that program. Uh, so to go out there and get, again, what I consider as good a defensive coordinator there is in a country who is your one of your best friends who also had SEC head coaching experience, I mean, if we didn't scoop him up, there was a lot of people that were getting ready to, and I was really honored that he chose to come and help us uh, get this program where it needs to be. Well, one of the most amazing things I think about him is is just the way his players respect him because you look at the situation they were in last year where the, the NCAA comes down and, and bans them from the postseason and says, you know, any senior who wants to go, you can go without penalty and go transfer anywhere you want. And they didn't lose a single guy. I mean, that, that says an awful lot about Barry Odom, doesn't it? Well, to be honest with you, it didn't shock me at all in this in this day and time. Uh, things have changed a little bit and and uh, it would have been easy for uh, somebody to leave his program because he had a lot of talent up there but because the way he treated them because of who he is and it wasn't just Barry 
it was in it was his staff you know they you know they took to the head coach and he hired good people and that's honestly uh, that's probably the most incredible thing uh, that happened there at Missouri when when they got those sanctions who he had nothing to do with but uh, when they received those sanctions then before the Arkansas game they get told right before the game and that and somewhere a few days before the game that hey if you win the game you're not going to a bowl anyway and then to re- to group those kids up and go on the road and win a game and uh, you know unfortunately it was against us but it does say a whole whole lot about the man that we're very very fortunate to have on our staff it, and also, I, I saw your, your opening press conference. You talked about you're not big on slogans or anything like that. And it seems like that's the kind of staff you're hiring, too, that the idea is just be upfront, genuine. You're not really trying to sell anything. You're just being yourselves, and that's how you're going to recruit. Now, I'm curious for you, as someone who is known as a great recruiter, the head coach obviously does not get as much time with the players as the assistant does. You can't go on the road uh, in the spring anymore and, and get a look at guys in person. Uh, are you worried about losing that that touch of, of being able to to have that much contact with high school coaches, with, with players when you're out in, in the in the winter? You know, I don't think I'm worried about it. I'm going to miss that part of it. You know, uh, where I get one time to go in a home, obviously I had six before. Uh, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that uh, interaction with mom and dad and grandpa and brother and sister and, and the head coach at the school and secretaries. I'm going to miss that, you know? Um, uh, But at the same time, once we get them in this office, it's go time. You know, we, we're trying to close them up and, and uh, because I'm the head coach, I, I do get an, opportunity to talk to them all when they're on campus uh for instance i had a parent tell me uh, last week that they've never had the time interaction with a head coach that we gave them and i'll be totally honest it was about 15 seconds later i realized she was talking to me because <laughs> i was just sitting <laughs> and that and it's the truth I didn't know she was giving me a compliment for about 15 seconds. I thought, oh, shoot, she's giving you're, me a thinking, compliment. You're thinking, wow, but, uh, Kirby Kirby had a lot of time to talk to that. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> I didn't know who I was thinking about, but it wasn't me. And then I go, man, that was awesome. So I told her thank you. And, and uh, you know, honestly, we're just trying to be ourselves. And, uh, and we have the facilities, I mean, and we have the state. I mean, we, we have the greatest fans in the world and so they love the Razorbacks and they they're passionate about it and so we have a lot to sell we, we're just trying to sell ourselves that we're going to take care of the kids and do the right things and and academics is important that it's on the field and and all those things so I don't know we have a, we have a great sale we're just trying to be ourselves and hopefully they like it because we're never going to change this is who we are and and I think most people, most people find some comfort in that. So, I, I was. I think people would be surprised. I wasn't particularly surprised from having watched you the last few years, but when you got up and were talking about offensive scheme and what you plan to run, you mentioned that you know when you were there with Brett, you guys played bully ball, but that may not be the best way to to go now. That that 
a lot of the RPO stuff that that has kind of taken over in the game, you're more than happy to do. And uh, you know what what can we expect from from your offense once you get going? I think everybody knows that I've interviewed some very quality guys, and certainly not going to go into who they are. But I think somehow people seem to find out about some of them. Um, but we have our ways. Yeah. But, uh, I liked every, everybody I have, uh, interviewed to this point and, uh, they all have quality ideas. I just want to score points. Um, I think the bully bully ball days have passed us at, at some points of the game because, uh, the defenses are so big and there's so many in the box and, uh, you know, I think you spread them out a little bit. At least, you know, if you spread them out and you have six blockers, the most they can have is seven guys around there, and, and at least you know where they're at. When you when you start playing bully bully ball, you know, you start getting double eagle, you start getting bare fronts, you start getting people stacked where you know you can't get to them, and uh, so uh, there's a place and time to say, okay, hey, we're gonna we're gonna run over you. We're going to run over you if we can. And I think uh, there's a place in time where you go, hey, let's spread out. Let's let's keep different personnel on the field. Let's don't get their big people on the field. And running the ball is running the ball. So if you turn around and hand it off, you get five yards. I don't think anybody, seven yards, I don't think anybody cares how you got it. Just happy that you got it, including myself. I, I mean, you guys played Oklahoma at Georgia. So you, you they're, they're an air raid team, but they run counter tray a ton. You know, they, they, they play very well up front. So it is possible to do both. Yeah, and, you know, I think I think Oklahoma actually was the most explosive team uh, in the country. So, you know, they, you, they, they proven you can run it. I think when we, we played them in the Rose Bowl, or excuse me, not we, uh, Georgia played them in the Ro- Rose Bowl um, two years, two or three years ago. Uh, I think they rushed for couple hundred yards you know and it was all opened up sets but uh they were physical and and uh and i think you know we 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 opened it up too i think we had 300 something yards rushing on them uh against them and the two styles were a little bit different but uh uh, certainly you're you're 100 percent right about uh you get a hat on the hat and be physical and tough and confident i think uh, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, and we're going to find out the best way we can with our personnel. Well, how important is it to to just continue teaching your offensive linemen the fundamentals? I, when I talk to NFL coaches, that's what they complain about is is they'll get these guys that that have never been in a three point stance their entire careers, and uh, you know the the blocking has been very simple. It's basically you know ID the mic and count out from there, and and that's it. How important is it to to be able to do all the different things on the menu. I think you have to watch uh, your install. You know, um, I think as coaches, at some time we think that we have to be moving, 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 moving to be considered by the head coach that we're a good football coach. The bottom line is the fundamentals of the game is what's going to allow you to have the tools to have success. So uh, I'd already spoke with Coach Odom and Coach Davis and guys about, listen, we're going to teach a great stance. We're going to teach where our eyes should be. We're going to teach 
where if I step my hand, where my hand should be. Uh, we're going to teach a snap. Uh, we're going to teach all these things uh, early in camp. Or we're going to take our time doing that. There'll be plenty of time for rock 'em sock 'em robots, you know. But uh, we're going to teach our kids the fundamentals of the game so they can help us win. So in the future, when the NFL scouts look at our guys, they'll say these guys are technically sound. Uh, we we want to. Uh, put these guys in our program because they understand the game. They understand how to play the game. And uh, we want to help our kids in every aspect they can. We want them to help us, but in the future, we want to be ready uh, to go to the National Football League. And we want us to be different where when, when our kid goes to the NFL, that he's ready to play. So before I let you go, Coach, I got to ask you about a former coworker. Uh, you worked with Rex Ryan on John Blake's staff at Oklahoma, right? And then you worked with him with the Jets, correct? No, he offered me a job up there, but I didn't go. It's too hard for me to, you know, leave the kids. But uh, by the time I decided what I was going to do, he had already he had already kind of filled up his his guys. So no, I didn't work with him. I worked with him at Oklahoma. One of the greatest characters, caring people that I've ever met. Uh, but he'll have you rolling, laughing if you're with him. But uh, he's got the biggest heart of of any human being. Uh, he at least ties for the biggest heart that I, of a guy I've ever met. And he's a great friend of mine. So you, you told us about when you're a high school coach, diluting the paint. And so I, I, I know you're, you're kind of handy here. So I want to I want to see if this story I read is true. Did he call you to come in and help him build his kid's fort in his yard? Well, what happened was when I was at Oklahoma, we were together, and he had he had his kid, his his boys, and uh, so we went over there one day. It's hot, and so we built a big old fort, and the fort was nice, but. Um, I don't know, it's two stories and had swings and stuff on it. Well, then when he went to the Ravens, he said, hey, I'm going to buy you a ticket to come out here. We'll go to the baseball game and we'll have some fun, do this. But I want you to build a, I want you to build a fort again for me. So, and Rex is not handy at all. He's handy with handing you a hammer, but he ain't handy with using it, you know, so. He, we go out there, and I didn't know that the fort was going to be bigger than his house. You know, he had a big, he had a huge house, and he had all this lumber laid out and all this stuff, and he had a diagram. And uh, he and I sat out there for two days, and and was building this fort. And that thing, that thing, it could we could have took that fort over to any elementary school, and it'd be better than any any of them they had. But we had a we had a great time. You know, my father uh, taught me how to uh, he taught me how to go to work and 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 put sheetrock up. I I roofed my way through college. Um, I'm so blessed that I was uh, taught how to work and the skills of how to do that. And, and but yeah, I haven't built many forts lately, but. If he, I'll tell you this: If Rex Ryan called me and asked me to come build him a fort, I'd be there any time he wanted me to. Coach, thank you so much. Uh, I I think you're the first Power Five head coach I've ever spoken to who could hang drywall. So that that is. 
That is unbelievable. That is that is multi multi skilled. Hey, I I hey, I can mud and tape it too now. <laughs> I'm gonna need some lessons because I'm tired of, of I'm tired of hiring people. For, I, my wife yells at me every time because I say I'm gonna learn to do it myself because we got all these projects and I could just if I just learn to do it. But she she got mad when I bought the the, the chop saw, so I'm just I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to uh, to convince her that I'm not going to make this a complete disaster. So give me some confidence that I can learn this skill. Uh, I wouldn't do it on my own house the first time. I it might be if you love your wife, you might that might be divorce type situation there. So I'd I'd hire it. I'd bite the bullet and hire somebody to do it. And by the way, don't call me about it because I'm a little busy. That's right. Coach Pittman, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate your questions. That's the show. Sam Pittman seems like a very good guy to know, and not just if you need some work done on your house. I am really intrigued by what this guy's going to do at Arkansas because you know, we never really got a chance to ask him at Georgia what his overarching offensive philosophy was. And guess what? I think it could be pretty interesting. He's been studying quite a bit, and this is going to be fun to watch as he lays out his vision for his team. Before we go, I want to remind you, if you're not already subscribed to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash best of 2019. It's unlocked right now. The 30 best stories of the year, some of our favorite podcasts. You get a chance to see what we're all about. And when you're done reading, I'm guessing you're going to want to subscribe. Well, guess what? When you do, 40% off your first year. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.